My team will literally, you'll bring us on, you'll give us our retainer, and we will literally make somebody a quarter million dollars in a month off of like a $5,000 ad spend. And we would consistently do that to the point where I was just like, yo, why are we making everybody else all this money? We're only getting this. I don't really want to partner with them. So how about I just continue the clients we have, keep those going, and let me focus on my own products, my own, my own hire myself as a as a client, yeah. and um, and then focus on partnerships with different influencers or celebrities and things like that, but only really pick the right people. So that birthed the company. That was our technologies. Well, we built out the technology. Well, now we're going to do this same structure on testing out hundreds of products, seeing what float to the top. Once we know what floats to the top, we're going to take that and we're going to pick an influencer and we're going to match them up with a product. And we're going to make the next Kylie Jenner with the next Kylie, Kylie Cosmetics. And then the next component to that is called Social Seed. Well, we change the way that your favorite, that your most, um, we change the way that fans support their favorite influencer. Okay. So we're going to make it where your top 1,000 fans could invest in your product before launch. Dang. Goodness gracious. Okay, first off, so you partner with influencers. I just got over 100,000, so I'm telling you. You're you influencer. I'm telling you. You there? So we can put something together? We can partner? You know, I got to run it through the team. <laughs> <laughs> that means uh, I'm gonna need that retainer. No, no, no. Give me that retainer. I, I respect it though because if we can, you make quarter million dollars in a month. Like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's easy. But you'll be surprised how easy it is. People think once you have the data, you can do whatever you want with that data. Mm-hmm. You can literally take lookalike audience, which is basically when somebody buy your product, you can have a hundred people that purchase. And what it tells Facebook is, hey, Facebook, take all that information, they put it all in one little bundle, and then they see what all this what all attributes do they have that's similar. Yeah. And then they go and look at your interests, see what you're interested in, who are you following. And they go follow, they go find more people that look just like that. Right. So if you like Pretty Ricky, David Shans, and Jordan shoes, and you purchase from Spectacular, then nine out of ten, if you find people that like those three things, nine out of ten, they're gonna like me too. Gotcha. gotcha. So they'll put that hundred people in a bucket and go find a million more people that's just like that. And once you find a million more people like that and you put your same as that product right in front of them, sales skyrocket. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I wanna I I wanna I wanna like go go back and then get back to where we are, but pretty Ricky. Mm-hmm. 
How old were you when y'all started? And how did y'all start? How did y'all? Pretty Ricky. Are y'all real friends or somebody put that together, put, put y'all together? Nah, we family, man. Like real blood family or? Diamond is my bro brother. Baby Blue, I keep calling my government, my bad. <laughs> so, okay. so Blue is your blood brother. Yeah. Your blood brother. Yeah. Same, same yeah. parents. Same mom, same dad. Oh, wow. And then Slick is my cousin. And then Pee, we knew him for so long, we call him a brother. But, you know, that's a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. So we already had, like, chemistry. I literally never wanted to be a rapper. Really? I got forced to be a rapper. What did you want to do before this whole... I, I just wanted to be an entertainer. I used to just be in a dance group, dancing on stage, having fun. Like, And it's great we, we did the interview in Miami, mm-hmm. right? Because in Miami, they call it dancing, booty shaking. That's what they call it, booty mm-hmm. shaking. And that's all I cared about was dancing on stage. I used to dance in front of 3,000 Fans, uh, they call it the Omni, the National Guard, Martin Luther King Parade. I was always on stages. So my dad used to see me. Hold on, you were always on stages doing what? Dancing. I used to be in the dance group. Like dancing so you were in the dance. dance group? Yeah. So what this Talent was, shows, this wasn't dance a hobby. This is just, this ain't something you just like to do. Like you were actually competing. Yeah, we compete. Yeah, we did all that. We so did. how'd you put the dance group together? Were, were your brother, was your, was was Pretty Ricky a dance group first? or No, so, so it was something I was doing. And right. then Blue, seeing what I was doing, and he jumped in. He was in the dance group, mm-hmm. too. He wasn't the best, but, you know, he could, he, <laughs> he had a little solo that he could do. He could make the crowd get on their right, feet. Right. So we was in a group called Baby Forever Nasty. Baby Forever Nasty. Yeah. That was the name of the group? That was the name of the group. And we was all, like, in in middle school. We was all in middle school and even elementary, fifth grade, because the the, the main group name was Forever Nasty. And they, they was the group that was teaching us. So we was baby Forever Nasty. How old was the Forever Nasty group? They was, like, they was in high school. And some was out of high school, like just out of high school. Forever nasty. And then y'all was baby. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So what did they end up doing? Anything? Do you know do you still know those guys, those people? Yeah, actually, one of the main people that taught me how to do dance routines and everything literally reached out to me the other day and asked me to mentor them. Really? Yeah, that, it went 360. Interesting. I would I would be depriving myself. Mm. So it's not it's not like life. you got to. I get to. I get to. I get to come on. I catch myself I sometimes to. saying, "Yeah, I gotta go. I, I gotta go to Vancouver." Yeah, I'm like, ah, I get to go to Vancouver and speak. Yeah. So the thing is, your your program could be ten thousand dollars, but at ten thousand, you'll have less people, but you'll make more money. So the the way like you're opening up the gate, like you get to go, mm-hmm. like when you see the testimonials, mm-hmm. like obviously mm-hmm. the more you mm-hmm. charge, you do a hundred thousand dollars for a program, right. you'll make way more money. Mm-hmm. And the people are those that, that can invest that money. Right. But you're not gonna have testimony after testimony after testimony. Right. You're not gonna see that many, right? right? So 
people are gonna tell you, yo, you need to you need to charge more. But it's like some some people are like I, I get I get where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like it's the love of mm-hmm. it. It's the you love I mean? of it. And so the fact that you get on every day, it shows like where you are yeah. in your heart to do that. Cause you could have been like, hey, we're gonna do a morning meetup on Mondays. It could have been Monday morning meetup. Yeah. But you're like, no, nah, Monday through Friday, like I'm committed to you helping you do this entrepreneurship thing. You know my sister signed up for it. Yeah, really? Oh, she fanned out, bro. You and Donnie, she feel like, like oh my God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna do something really special for y'all if you want to try it out just for a dollar, okay? Mm-hmm. Jeremy giving discounts, I'm gonna give you a discount too. Just try it out for a dollar. First seven days, um, just to see if you like it. If you like it, great. You can stay at $79 a month. If you don't like it, you can just leave. And you just stole. What is the average? Yeah. Now, how'd you handle Now, let me ask you this, because this is what I did. I'm going to tell you what I did. How'd you handle it once you realized you're just different now than your homeboys? Like, how did you start to handle your people? Um, I, I didn't want to be in that environment anymore. Mm-hmm. I just stopped. I, I'll, there were there are certain people I needed to spend more time with, and certain people I wanted to spend less time with. The people that I'm spending more time with, they're not closer friends. Yeah. It's just where I'm at right now. I just enjoy this group of people. Yeah. And the people I have to spend less time with, they're not any less my friends. Yeah. It's just I don't want to do what y'all do. The conversation is. Yeah. That's no, big. I didn't. I, I didn't see the gossip TV. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. So I low key don't even fit in. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how'd you handle it? Same. I w- I was like, yo, uh, yeah, I can't come through, man. I'm good. Like it, 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 <laughs> they kind of weaned themselves out. Yeah. I mean, they kind of. I didn't cut them off. Stop calling. Right. Yeah. I didn't cut them off. It's just like, hey, man, you know. What you doing tonight? Well, I'm I'm reading. I gotta read this. I'm trying to prepare this proposal, man. Are you good? You wanna come try to help me? Oh no, nah, man. We gotta go into the bar, watch the game. I ain't even started drinking alcohol till thirty. Like I was, I was, I was mm. locked in. How do you know? I'm thirty eight. Thirty eight. I was locked in. You know what I mean? Because when you go from getting your check every two weeks and your check ain't a check for real. Like, I'm getting money from, I'm getting more money from people getting, I ain't supposed to be getting gas. Like, right. I'm getting more money from that than my check. So, when you go from that to you getting a check from the government for 125 I mean, it's, it's not a lot of money, but it's a different way of getting money. And once I realized, yo, I can be decent, I could be a beast at it, let me lock in. It's just a difference. Did you feel any type of way though? Did you like? Did you feel like, dang, am I changing? Or when my boy came home, right? So, so when my boy came home from prison, he like, man, I'm gonna be real with you. I wasn't even gonna hook him up because he was like, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm about to do this truck and stuff, but I gotta move this pack first. But I got to, I'm like, oh, this guy. So I was getting ready to wean him out the way too. But he had a situation with his daughter and all that stuff. And he's just like, yo, I got to fly straight. I'm like, look, I got you. Come on, let's lock in. Mm. So I felt, I felt instantly bad for some people that I couldn't bring them along. But like I said, the way they was talking, I was like, they ain't, they ain't not trying. Yeah. Like, they not trying. Like, 
when when AI made it to the league, right? He brought all his boys with him, right? All of them, all of them, every bro. last one of them, right? But it, over time, like I kind of, I've kind of seen AI wean his boys out because they just won't try. Your man made it. He got money. He got access, and then he got resources to whatever. And you still want to be hood? You you ain't trying. Mm. So when I, when I realized my guy's not trying, I got to get them out the way. <sighs> they did it to themselves. That's a fact. You know it backfires though because like you'll see your people's going out and or hanging out. You're like, yo, why you ain't hit me? Like, I did me. And they're like, well, I thought you were busy. Like, hey. like, I'm not always busy, but well, you know how you do. You ain't gonna hit me back anyway. Right. Well, golly. All right. Well, thanks for trying, you know what I'm saying? That's backfires. So as a a successful businessman, um, are you married? Married. You married? Mm-hmm. How long? How long? Uh, seven years. How's that? Does, does she work in the business with you? Oh, well, yeah. She helps. She helps. She <laughs> <laughs> never know. <laughs> oh, I know that is. She doesn't know. Is that frustrating, bro? Because I, I, me and my wife, we can't figure it out Super. for some reason. Super. Super. Let me, let me tell you why. Shorty has a lot of education mm-hmm. that I don't have, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm over here struggling. She can see me struggling. She's like, oh, good night. I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> Your boy won the contract, though. Oh, we did it. <laughs> like, we? Are you kidding me right now? Like, nah, man. She hates, she hates the fact that I say something like, I, 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 I. And not we, 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 we. She hates that. But, you know, at the end of the day. that language. Yeah. But then it's my truth, though. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for her, if but then I I clean it up. I always got to clean it up. If it wasn't for her, the household wouldn't be this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's truth on both ends. Yeah. I'd rather just say her truth. Right. But that's, that's something that you have to... Because you think about it, okay, yes, I got the contract, yeah, right? Yeah. But that doesn't benefit me in any way. It's just, Big it fun. feeds my own arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. My challenge is, it's hard. There's certain things that I want, and I need to get it done. If you don't get it done, then I'm, I'm frustrated. And I can say it with a tone, but it's hard to separate this. I was talking, I was... I'm not mad at you, the mm-hmm. person. I'm mad at the fact that this didn't go right. The business didn't happen how or uh, or in the timely manner as yeah. it should have happened, right? Because when you're running your own business, you got a way you want to run it. Yeah. Even if somebody want to help, you still it still got to be ran my way. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you wifey or not. Like right, I right. want to do it this way. And then if you don't do it in a timely manner, you know, bumps in the road, but it's right. all good. And if you say it too spicy, oh like even after, God. like when you get home, there's a, I, I feel a way. Need the spices over here. Like you can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say it a certain way. How did she get good. in? Like, how did y'all, how did y'all get together like during your grind? Because there's a lot of people that they're, they're, they're in their business, they're grinding. Um, 499. You wear a helmet? 
No helmet war in Florida. Thanks, no. Ben, for the quality you know content. Helmet, huh? What? Thanks, Ben, for the quality content that I watch daily. Thank you very much for watching. We appreciate it. What else? We got nothing else to do but miserable real... I'll tell you right now, if you own real estate, you better get your shit together. You better be on top of it like you've never been on top of it before in your life. Because uh, it's looking really weird. We're not over. We're not out of the woods. Okay? The money ain't flowing. The planes ain't flying. The players ain't playing. All right? What else? Nothing from you? Nothing from yeah, you? I go now. David G, thanks for the $5. I'm David 40. G, cheap I'm, coat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 47, worth about five mio. You worth $5 million? You only sent me $5? That's not even like... No, I'm just kidding. You worth $5 million bucks. What are you going to do with, with it? Eight, with Tell me. I don't know what to do with, with my money. With 800000 cash and no debt. What would you buy to generate about ten grand per month income to live off the next many years? All right, seriously, if you got eight hundred cash, you know, you know, and you don't want to have a lot of responsibility, and you want to use it as income, and you want it to be safe, then you better look for triple net deals where there's no management, there's no nothing. You know, you may have to go out of your area, which it doesn't matter because you're not managing it. I got three triple net deals that are. 500 miles away. I don't worry about it. It's not my problem. All they got to do is pay me the rent. And then I got to set up where they pay the rent to an account. The bank takes the mortgage out of that same account. And then whatever's left is clearly mine. I don't pay any bills, not taxes, not insurance, not nothing. So look for a seven cap. Let's see, $800,000. Uh, if you spread that out and use 20-25% down, you could probably do up to four deals. You need to go out and look for like four $1 million deals or two $2 million deals. If you find a $1 million deal and you put $200,000 down on it and you finance the other $800,000 on, on the million, then the $800,000 is going to cost you roughly about... 20 grand a month, uh, two, two grand a month. So if you got, you know, uh, two grand a month to pay the bank, and if you get yourself a seven cap, that's 70 grand a year on that million dollar property, out of the 70, you give the bank their 25 or whatever it is, and you're left with 45 on a $200,000 investment. So you could probably get that ten grand a month with only four hundred that grand out of the eight hundred. All right, we you gotta go. All right, already. I'm telling the guy what to do with his goddamn eight hundred grand, so you can get ten thousand dollars a month. You know, you need to find deals and then finance them. The thing about triple net is the beauty of it is you finance it. You're borrowing money at three and four percent, but you're collecting six or seven. So that spread is yours, which increases your return on your investment. Okay? If you just pay cash a million dollars, you're only going to get 70 grand a year. Right? But you have to put up a million dollars for it. If you only put 200,000 up and you get 45, you're not in better shape because you can do more deals. All right, next. And go with stuff that's necessity. Walgreens, grocery stores, auto parts stores, 
you know, things like that. All right, good luck. Take care. What's up? We got to call her. We got to call her. We got to call her. Good evening, Ben. This is Leo calling from your favorite place on earth, New York City. New York City! <laughs> is there, was, was there a commercial where the guy used to go, where's this sauce from? New York City! Alright, so what's New up? What, what part of New York City? Oh, Queens. Queens. Queens oh, yeah? Yep. Okay. So, what can we do for right you? Hey, you in Astoria? No, by Regal Park. Regal you Park. Know, like Left Rack City. Left Rack City. People don't know, but Left Rack is like two big builders. They have all these apartments built by a guy named Left Rack. Trump built a shitload of apartments. And then there's some other big shots. But anyway, so what can we do for you? Happens to be that um, a family member of mine has three multifamily homes that they haven't paid the mortgage in about, let's say, eight years. So now she's, you know, she's a little bit of an older age. She's about, I don't know, 65, getting towards like 70, so like, more like 68. And she's thinking, well, you know, I haven't paid the, 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 my, my houses in a couple of years. But uh, I wanted to leave something for the family. Um, she wants to know if she can, how she gets back on track in terms of uh, paying off the mortgage. But now imagine eight years. What, what, what is your experience in that, Ben? Did you say eight years? She couldn't have gone out paid a mortgage in eight years. No bank's going to go for that. Eight years has been... Eight no years lie. hasn't been a friggin' mortgage on three different properties? On three different properties. <laughs> and is it all the same bank? Uh, two are the same bank. And what are the banks doing? Nothing? They haven't told her nothing? They haven't foreclosed on her? Nothing? Mm, I think they're going through a foreclosure, something like that now. But she got a she got something recently in the mail saying that um, if you get if if we do a payment mortgage payment by the first of next month, then we could get back on on the on the payment or get it back up to date on everything. Listen, it sounds like you know you or somebody needs to step in right away, right away, and get a hold of that settlement agreement letter. You need to cut a deal if they haven't foreclosed on it or they don't roll back their cover because they're that's just a tricky situation for them. Um, but you'll see, I mean, there are enough people out there that even with cover rolled back, if you look on like LinkedIn, you know, there are certain signs, you know, people say, I worked for the USG, you know, <laughs> like What's um, the US, oh, the US government? Yeah, the US government, you know, a very generalized yeah thing on there so they probably have their cover their cover rolled back but um they're careful not to put details and we're only allowed to say so much anyways you know right. even with cover rolled back all your language has to be approved it's all mm. very generalized nobody knows what you're talking about if you're trying to get a job so <laughs> you know how how specific is that 
when you're like officially leaving the CIA? Like, I'm curious talking to you and Andy, like how specific are they with what you are and aren't allowed to talk about? And how often do you, are you communicating with them? Like, cause he's, he mentioned that every time mm-hmm. he does something public, he has to like have yeah. a correspondence or something. Right. So you're supposed to, um, it's like anything written is supposed to go through a review board. Um, and then they look at all your language that relates to the agency. Um, I mean, like my resume, they picked over every single word and it came back with all kinds of marked out things and then replacements. Like I, it just has to be very general. You can't have any specifics. Um, the biggest concern is revealing like sources and methods. Um, so we don't ever talk about like specific places we went to or um, talk about like specific methodologies that we use Um in, you know, specific trade craft. Um, so, yeah, when when you're generally out and about talking, you just kind of try to stick to the rules because there's only so much review that they can do anyways. So you just try to police yourself, mm-hmm. make sure you're not divulging anything important, right? What do you think about Edward Snowden living in Russia and being protected <laughs> by Russia? Oh, Edward Snowden. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously, they know he's ex-CIA, or was he NSA? He was NSA. He was an yeah. NSA contractor. Mm-hmm. I have very strong feelings about Snowden because, so, so I am a fan of whistleblowers, right? Like, something, if something is, like, like, the government can do wrong things. People in the government... Because, right, the government is made up of people. So people can be corrupt. People can be shady. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it's possible Mm -hmm. that something that should not be happening is happening, right? Like something that doesn't have enough oversight. Right. Like, so whistleblowers, great. Like, let's keep things in check. Mm -hmm. I do not see Snowden as a whistleblower. I, he... He, I had other names for him that I will not use. But you can <laughs> he, use them. I, he, he divulged, um, like class, like classified information for, for what I consider to be no good reason. If there was something going on that should not have been going on, there is number one, a chain of command to follow, to report it. You do not just release classified information to the world. And the fact that he went to, like, I think he ran to Cuba first and then to Russia, like our actual enemies, right? Like, we're I think not, he went to Hong Kong or Hong uh, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. I mean, anyways, <laughs> like, so, right? So, Hong Kong, Russia, not friends, right? So, I feel very strongly that. Maybe he thought he was doing the right thing. My guess is he had a very good handler who convinced him because that's how it works, especially with those types of countries, right? He had a good handler who convinced him he was doing the right thing for his country. He was not doing the right thing for his country. And for me, I was really affected because that data that he 
like that data and those programs that he released, like targeters use those. Like I like like I anybody who thinks that their information is private. What do you mean targeters? So targeters use data, right? Like that's what I do. That's my job. Like or was. So targeters use all kinds of data. It's like being a private investigator, like on crack. Like, because you have access to tons more data um, just because of the government has access to data. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like how, like, if a private investigator goes online and they can see your Facebook page and your Instagram and they can, there's certain things mm-hmm. that they can find out about you, right? Like, imagine that, like, exponential, right? But that data comes from somewhere, so like... Like Apple and Google will share it. Um, you know, I just with the government. Right. With the government for a purpose, right? Like without that, it is very difficult. Like that information helps us find terrorists. That information helps us stop terrorist attacks. That information helps us find intelligence officers in our country and overseas who are trying to do our country harm, right? Like that information is not telling me that you are cheating on your wife. Like if you think that like I have huge issues with people and their and privacy <laughs> because like if you are if you are online, mm-hmm. anything digital, if you have a phone or you are online, there is no privacy for you. I I hate to tell you, like, I don't care what agreement you sign or whatever. It exists. Somebody can hack it. Somebody's collecting it. Mm -hmm. It's being used, whether it's being used by the government to stop terrorists or to collect intelligence for our country, or whether it's being used by marketers to advertise to you. Of a man. And they done took that value away. Um. He got into it with Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, he a fraud too. That yeah, with Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, man, y'all know he a fraud. Y'all kind of preach some of the same things though. Well, I ain't begging for money. See, I was yeah, 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 yeah. We now I ain't saying a nigga don't say no real shit, but man, he done been caught with a stripper hoe. Uh, he been begging for money about a school he ain't got built. Uh, yeah, man, he he went. Off on a rampage one time, they thought the nigga was crazy, crazy. Oh, uh, no, man. Uh, I ain't done none of that, homie. Yeah, man, I ain't had a, I ain't flopped yet. Let me just say, yeah, I ain't, fly, I ain't, I ain't flopped yet, man. Yeah, they got to at least let me flop for they, yeah, bash me. But yeah, I ain't flopped yet. But Kevin Samuel and Dr. Umar Johnson, homie, uh, man, they playing on us with that shit, man. Neither one of these men <clears throat> man we man we just watched white folks go to the U- US Capitol and storm the Capitol. We watched white we watched fat white men climb walls. Oh man, they kill people. Man, them people went up there and done something we ain't never saw ever before in our time of living. And these are the men that I work. Do I think I'm smart? 
define smart. Like, like the str- strategic thinker, just like just the 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 smartest person in the room. No, for some I'm reason, not the smartest I feel like in the room. I, I I don't feel like I'm um I honestly don't feel like I'm that smart in terms of mm-hmm. like um in I don't know, I don't I can't say not intelligent, but there's some things that my mind just doesn't process. So right now, I still don't 100% understand how you monetize Twitter, even though you told me. And my mind's trying to follow it. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, okay, you send people to the banner, but do they pay? And you systematize. That's why I feel like you just, you look, you see things in pictures. So Wait, in terms can of- Can you clearly define see things in pictures? All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it. And we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So for instance, um, I had a friend. Um, he was never afraid to talk to women. Uh, that was always my thing. I was just, I always take the friend. I just know going to a situation, I'm going to take the friend. It's all good. But in his head, he knows how this thing's going to work out. Right. It's almost like a visionary. From- Visionary from walking up, what he's going to say, what she's going to say, how it's going to go, his rebuttal, where they're going to go later. But that's based on experience. That's all that is. You can predict the future when you know what you know. Mm. And that's what happened with your boy. He had been through it so many times, he can already predict the next move. The thing is, I think, so for instance, in these interviews, I never know how they're going to go. We've done uh, hundreds, of, over hundreds of joints. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, even like if I'm, if I'm building a business, it's always like a real organic thing. Like, we didn't run no ads to the morning meetup. We have like hundreds and hundreds of people in it. But literally, day to day, I'm just focusing on delivering today. And I'm 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 trying to get into it now. I look at the numbers and analytics stuff like that, but I just don't. I don't know if I put the whole play together in my head. I just keep walking. Like remember, I asked you, I, okay, I got this product and this product, and I don't know what to do. You're like, well, okay, structure it this way, put it in the funnel. This you're gonna run traffic today, and like, and even after the call, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm gonna do. And then I hang up. I was like, hold on, what he said. <laughs> I was looking at my notes like, uh, that's why I'm saying like smart. But you told me something we was at a restaurant um, where you were like, yo, you don't even have to be smart. 
You mm-hmm. said something like that earlier mm-hmm. today. Explain that. Do you remember? Yeah. No, I feel like people focus on the wrong thing to be wealthy. And the reality is if you focus on certain key elements, key points, you can accomplish that. One is relationships. If you can master relationships, you'll get opportunities that the normal person would never get because they don't have the relationship. Mm. The second thing is making sure you have the drive to do it, being persistent and consistent. Those three, being consistent and persistent with the right networking skills to build relationships, the people skills, with those three as a combination for wealth. Dang, that's crazy. It's easy. And then by you knowing this information. That joint just hit me. You can utilize it in a way where you have the ups on anybody you meet because, or that's trying to do the same thing you're trying to do because you understand that that's what you need. Because the information is going to come based on a relationship. If right now I wanted to start Let's say an e-com brand, and I knew nothing about e-commerce. I can call one of my relationships, and now I know everything. Because he's just going to tell me. And then you'll consistently work at it and be persistent once things don't go well. You God! And it just hit me, because the same example that I was using like with this podcast— I, those are the only three things I have. I'm consistently dropping every single week. I'm persistent. I'm I'm gonna get the interviews, and I'm I'm just focused on good relationships. Done. Dang, that's genius. You are smart. <laughs> <laughs> just, seriously. So now, if you think about it, like we build our relationship, right? You decided you have morning meetup. You want to create more products to add more value to your audience. What we did, we got on a call, gave you my time, and you, like, we mapped out something crucial. Mm -hmm. But you didn't know that before the call. Because your habits create your character, and your character determines your destiny. As we learned from our mutual mentor, you know what I'm saying, like, success... will take you there, but your character, your gifts and talents will take you there, but your character will keep you there. But it all starts right here inside the mind, so we got to have a strong belief system. Because I remember when we used to school, you would see the little posters that say, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Mm. Bro, that's facts. That was a bar. We thought it was corny. We thought it was cliche, but that's real. That's real. So when I began to believe I could do these type of numbers, when I began to believe I could travel the world, bro, my wife looking for homes down in South Africa. I was like, boo, come on, boo. She's like, oh, you don't believe? I was like, I have to check myself. Like, bro, don't be a hypocrite. Like, do you believe? People got to believe. Mm-hmm. And so to everybody that's watched us, everybody that's listening right now, like, I need to believe in that power, that purpose, that potential, that society. You God has an amazing plan for your life if you believe. What do I look like trying to, trying to determine where my life going to go? I ain't that smart. 
I ain't that talented. People talk about a five to 10 year plan. That makes sense. And it sounds good. But for me, I'm not even smart enough to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Right. That's why I wake up at 5 a.m. and I seek the face of God. Like, what you want me to do? What you think is the best play? And then I run that play. Like, that's how people can go to the next level. So it starts with the belief system. And then you got to put that work in every single day. Because my brother Brian, not here no more. And if he was here, he'd be putting that work in. So I felt what I look like feeling tired. What I look like feeling lazy. What I look like talking about what's not comfortable to me. Comfort don't pay bills. You know what I'm saying? So we got to be willing to put that work in every single day. So let's go get in. Let's be great. Listen, can't close out no better than that, man. Do me a favor. Make sure you follow Jeremy Anderson. Okay, shoot him in Jason's friend. I'm I'm Jay White's friend that uh, that just drinks and smokes and hangs out. Talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. Man, do today what others want to have what tomorrow others can't. You have to put in that work today, right, to have that delayed gratification. Now, I never understood that when people was talking to me about in 2008. But I put in work 30, 60, 90 days, and I reaped the benefits later on. And now I am where I'm at today. So put the work in today, reap the benefits tomorrow. Can't close it out no better than that, man. <laughs> Do me a favor, man. Go get you some social proof. But I need you to follow my boy, my boy Jay White, all right? Um, and I need to see you in the community. But go get you some social proof. I need you to go build something. Put your time, energy, Sweat, blood, tears, into some, build something, okay? Use your head. You can go do it. Build something. But then I need you to come back and teach your community how you did what you did, just like Jay White. All right? We are out of here. Peace. And they feel like they don't have time for that. So yeah. how did how did that happen? Well, she was always there. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, right? Oh, so y'all been together yeah, for a minute. Yeah, 20 plus, we've been rocking. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's always been there. Right. But you got to remember, too, I'm not physically going anywhere to do anything. I'm I'm sitting here in the kitchen table on the computer, right? And I'm giving myself two, three hours to knock some stuff out, and then I got the rest of the day to do whatever. I've always kept that sense of I don't want to just be 24-7 hustling, mm. right? I've always kept that mentality. I'm a, I'm a hustle. But when I'm hustling, I'm giving it 2,000%. But when I cut it off, now I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm Jay White, first name love. I'm, I'm out here. You so, really work three, four hours a day? Might be like five. What does a Maybe normal most. day look like for you in terms of business, in terms of work? Uh, reviewing invoices, reviewing proposals. But now I'm on the, I'm on the teaching side, so now... I'm just following up with some of my students. They might have some issues or mm. some questions or whatever the case may be, looking towards the next thing. I got real estate deals too. So, right. uh, I, like I said, I just like to knock out everything within three to four hours. Five tops. After that, man, I got to chill. Mm. That is a lifestyle right there. Well, bro. why work hard if throughout the day you can work all day? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we make good money and we do certain things in the beginning so on the back half now we can kind of autopilot and coast it I, mm-hmm. ain't nobody still trying to work eight hours a day nine hours yeah. a day I might well get a job for real in the beginning it probably you probably spent more time right because I was wasn't, learning yeah. you didn't I don't, know I don't got it down yeah. pat like, like you said I don't know 
I think I should be looking at this this long. I yeah. think I should wake up early and not go to sleep. Like I'm right, thinking right. this is how I need to operate, right? But once I got to a certain point, I'm like, man, I'm going to bed, man. Like, I'm right. good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for me, it took marriage for that because uh, it, when it just left to my own devices, I'm going to work all day, every mm-hmm. day because... One, it's what I'm so accustomed to doing. Okay. Like, you spend years just grinding and working. Like, when you're not working, something's wrong. That's how I feel. But it took me getting married to say, okay, I need to try to wrap up by 5 o'clock, get home by 6. Mm. And what I realized is when I had less time to be productive, I was more productive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of like, because some people, they're going to quit their job and they're like, yo, I'm going to grind all day. Yeah. But if you got, if you can build something in those windows of time. And, con- and concentrate it. Concentrate. And then you super, super heavy because everything you're doing in that time is intentional. You're not wasting a second because you got a hard stop or a cutoff time, right? So your three hours, your four hours, or your five to six o'clock, you're going to go hard. Because you know you got a stopping point. Yeah. So every still, second count. Are you still actively, like, getting contracts? Going for contracts? Yeah, man. We won uh, two this month. So, so so far already, I won six this year. Really? Yeah. But they were sole source. I didn't have to bid. They called me. They said, hey, mm. can you purchase this product for us? When did like, they yeah. start? When did they start? When did they start calling you? Hmm. Probably like 2017. That was real pivotal. Gotcha. Around 2017, yeah. Oh, so then you didn't really have to apply for no contracts. Right. Just- I don't got to bid no more. Now if I bid, it's just to, you know, stay current. So when I'm teaching people, I, I got the, real-time estimation. Yeah. I like the fact that you're still actively in the game. Because yeah. most people, they'll, they're not in the game anymore. Right. They're just teaching. But From the fact people. that... They're talking from yesteryear. Exactly. And that information ain't always up to date or valid. Changes, yeah, right? and it, it can't help me out today. So I I speak a lot to the people that, you know, they got all these side hustles. They got all this stuff on the table, but they just like, you know what? I'm going to give this federal government contract a try. Mm-hmm. And once they tap in, they're like, all right, I'm going to just do this now. Right, right, you know right. I mean? So it's a good feeling. Man. So the, the, you said six contracts this year. Yeah. Uh, or in two this month. Yeah. Tell me about the month. two. Because you said they were talking about ordering a product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to order 150 iPads. It was something real light. That's all I understand. Why don't they just call <laughs> Apple? They lazy. That's what I be trying to tell people. The federal government lazy. They can do all this stuff themselves. However, they're mandated. That's this. I call them lazy, but they're mandated to give small businesses, minorities, women-owned, service-disabled veterans, they're mandated to give us a certain percentage of contracts are you, a year. Are you minority certified? A minority. A woman-owned, right? Is your wife 51%? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was you about to say, bro? What was you, you was about to say something. Documentation got to read well, right? Documentation has to read well. So 51% woman-owned, small business, minority, veteran-owned. I was in the Coast Guard for uh, 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Do you have? Did you do that certification yourself? Because, bro, 
I've, it's terrible, ain't it? Terrible. It's terrible. Yes, I did it myself. But I'm good on the phone. I'm telling you. Like, I'm, I need somebody I'm a, to just do it for me, bro. I'm amazing on the phone. So I had a lady on the phone the whole time I was filling the thing out. The whole time. Because I was like, oh, I can't I can't do this. I'm frustrated. I'm, I can't figure it out. I'm like going in on her. She's like, calm down. I'm going to help you. I said, are you going to help me for the duration? Like, right, I right, need right. you. <laughs> and she helped me. She helped me out. Really do, you, do you give resources, like, in, like for your students on how to get that certification? Yeah, you. I have to, man, because, all right, here's the first thing. I teach my students certifications don't win you contracts. Mm. I mean, that's just a fact. They don't win you contracts. However, comma, they do help you get into a smaller room to bid against less competition. Mm. It's being used. It's not private. Mm -hmm. So when the Snowden thing happened and and a number of people started chiming up and being like, oh my gosh, look what the government's doing and they're spying on us. We are not spying on you. I'm, you know, if the CIA, first of all, cannot spy on an American they have to have permission to touch anything American related like U.S. sit related the FBI can that's their purview right like they are responsible if the FBI is watching you you're probably doing something wrong if you're doing something wrong and you're worried about your privacy, you should probably stop doing something wrong. <laughs> like, right. if you're selling drugs and you're worried that your privacy is being invaded, you should probably stop selling drugs. Like, you're mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Um, yeah, so that's, and, and the CIA is not looking at you, I promise you, unless you are an undercover, like, Chinese intelligence officer. Nobody's looking at your stuff. Nobody's listening to your phone calls. I promise. Right. Well, wasn't his his overall reasoning for doing this was because of the so-called Patriot Act that was enacted after 9-11 was used. And it was actually proven that they were taking transcripts and actually recording and, and actively listening into like millions of Americans phone calls, whether they had any sort of uh, any sort of reason to do it or not. Right. So think about like the easiest way to gather data. Right. So like you have you have a giant bowl of M&Ms here. Right. And I need to get like the green M&M that's in the middle. Like that's the one I'm interested in, is that green right. M&M in the middle. Right. I'm not going to like be able to dig through and find that little green M&M. The fastest way for me to do it is to scoop up your entire bowl of M&Ms and then sift it through a filter, a software program, right? Sift it through until my filter, my software program, pops up that green M&M that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most efficient way to do it is to do giant grabs. I'm not really looking for the red M&M or the yellow M&M. I don't care about the brown M&M. Like, none of that really matters to me. Mm. I'm looking for this one thing, and the best way for me to get it is to just do a grab all 
and sift through it. Like, I'm not actually listening. Like, nobody's listening to all those conversations. Think about, like, millions of conversations. There are not people out there just listening to conversations. That's not, you know, lit- like, like I said before, right? It's How does an it work office with cubicles, <laughs> like like office workers. Is it you know? is it some sort of like AI that's basically like scanning all of these phone calls and text messages, looking for keywords, or what is it? So I, so I I couldn't talk about it even if I knew about it, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that you know the analysis is done by analysts, human beings, right? Okay. So data data collection is done the way any company would do data collection, right? I mean, it's just a different a different style. But like Google collects your data, like Apple collects your data, tons of people collect your data. It's all done the same way, right? It's all pooling tons of data. In the end, it's a person, me or somebody else, that's going through that individually, you know, Eight and a half hours every weekday looking for connections, looking for information. You know, there's there's not time. Like, we are very focused, right? Like, we know who we want and we know how to get there. We are not just idly listening. You know, it's not like when you flip through YouTube and you're just idly watching people. It's not that. Like, well, we have a job. Isn't it also true that we haven't caught any terrorists through the Patriot Act by by tapping people's phone calls? Hmm. I do not know the answer to that question. Okay. And and I will say that Aiden, maybe you could Google it, maybe find some uh, fake article, <laughs> <laughs> some fake Russian article. Well, I will say that I'm not. I'm not a uh, uh, terrorists caught through the Patriot Act or tapping American phone calls, something like that. Yeah, and I will say that I'm not I'm not saying that something shouldn't have been done about the Patriot Act, right? Mm-hmm. The Patriot Act was something that came out of 9-11 mm-hmm. for a specific purpose and I think things like that, oftentimes, right, because it was broad so because it was broad and already in use, it's easier to just kind of keep it there. Yeah. So I'm not saying that shouldn't have been reviewed mm-hmm. because I think that, you know, a policy, particularly if a policy comes out of like a time of war, that needs to be reviewed, right? Like, is it still meeting the purpose? Can we narrow it, right? So that's why I say, you know, I support whistleblowing, right? I support reviewing things that are already in practice because you know maybe something that was okay the first three years after 9-11 you know isn't okay 10 years down the road maybe Mm -hmm. that's unnecessary maybe it's reaching too far maybe you do a review and you find out that it's not serving its purpose you're not actually catching terrorists right i mean the information even if it wasn't carrying you know, capturing terrorists probably was good for other t- forms of intelligence that nobody's talking about because mm. nobody cares. Um, doesn't have as much of a like impact when you talk about other forms of intelligence. Right. 
But yeah, I guess I mean the the hard part to to deal with is the fact that they use something like nine eleven and the the clever marketing of calling it the quote Patriot Act. Damn, nigga, fuck you, nigga. Think y'all gonna scare me and tell me about what y'all gonna do to me? You rape my mama? That's man, fuck you, Muslim nigga. You nigga been pedophile for the longest. You nigga been pedophile as long as your religion been in existence, nigga. You nigga been fucking babies and boys and goats and 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 queers as long as Islam been in religion, bitch. I, I used to be one of you niggas, and I and I refused to stop eating pork. So I said, "Fuck you, nigga." Cause I, listen, I sold barbecue four years ago, and the Muslim niggas used to come through, playing like they can taste pork. So one day, I cut the motherfucking chopped beef with pulled pork and served it to Muslim niggas, unbeknownst to them. They didn't know they was eating pork. They were chewing that motherfucking pork. Them motherfucking Muslim can't tell when they taste the motherfucking pork. So I sold them niggas pork for all summer long. Yeah, nigga, now sue me. Yeah, I sold pork till I cut the chopped beef with pulled pork all summer long and not one goddamn Muslim could tell the difference. Because all them bitches is sneaking and eating pork. Or if they ain't eating pork, they suck pussy so they taste buds is thrown off to the pork. Yeah, them there, I, I feel good sneaking and selling them niggas $10 chopped beef sandwiches with that pulled pork cut up in it, nigga. Straight disrespecting you niggas. Yeah, get mad about that, nigga. I did that five years ago. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah, go try to skirt me on the internet. All you niggas trying to skirt me on the internet. Catch a plane, nigga, and show up in person and make everybody in the city say, say, them niggas out of New York City looking for you, nigga. Say, it's the niggas out of California asking about you. Do that, nigga, bad motherfucker. Make Farrakhan have a million man march down here. He ain't done nothing in a while, no way, for he getting too old anyway. Yeah, he getting too old. And Facebook don't want to hear the motherfucker. Y'all don't know what to do. You can't listen to him. Yeah, we sick of that old nigga anyway. We want to hear from NBA young boy. Don't nobody want to hear shit from Farrakhan. We want to hear from Fujiano. We don't want to hear shit from no goddamn Muslim, nigga. You nigga can't rap. <laughs> yeah, you nigga stick to providing security at the funerals and, and shaking down rappers. But don't nobody want to hear shit no nigga talking about thumping no Quran. Nigga, we want to hear from Lil Baby. We don't want to hear you bitch ass Muslim nigga. So shut up, Farrakhan. Don't go inside and talk. Don't come out here and talk. It's a new day, Farrakhan. And don't nobody want to hear no shit about no spaceship go come rescue all us niggas. If a spaceship come right now, I ain't getting on no motherfucking spaceship with no Muslim niggas. I don't trust no Muslim. Money didn't trust you niggas. I don't trust no nigga that don't eat bacon. And all our life, we was trained and brought up to eat bacon. Any nigga don't eat bacon and suck pussy is an oxymoron to me. Pay 
give it to him like I nigga gonna give up bacon instead of putting his motherfucking head between the whole leg and suck a pussy. Nigga, fuck you, nigga. Now all you niggas do it. All you Muslim niggas do it. Go quit the pole and suck the pussy. You stupid. You dumb. You ignorant. Yeah. Fuck you. Then fuck your religion, nigga. Yeah, nigga, it's funny to me. It's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't believe none of you 